What's going on guys? This is Michael Barayev with Spinning Fire and as you guys know every single Monday we come at you with the truth and nothing but the truth and today's topic is going to be about critical conversations. Now don't mind my voice. I've been yelling at a lot of people. I've been having a lot of critical conversations with some of my folks. But today we're going to talk about how do you actually confront certain people whether it's your wife whether it's your family member, whether it's your cousin, whether it's your employees, whether it's your boss, whatever it may be, whoever it may be, but you want to confront someone with some critical, important, conversational pieces. And today I'm going to talk to you guys about how to go about it and how to actually have a step-by-step process of how to actually get exactly what you want from that conversation, okay? Now before we get started on all this stuff, I want to let you guys know that before you have a critical conversation with anybody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a guy from school, whether it's your professor, whether it's your teacher, whether it's your boss, it doesn't matter, even if it's in your, even if it's your employee. You have to first understand that number one, number one, there's gotta be love in that relationship. Number one, if there is no love, you will have not only a critical conversation, but a very critical relationship that's gonna go downhill. So you want to have number one, you want to have love. And number two, you want to make sure you have respect. Okay? Now what I mean by that, you cannot go to your employee as an example. I'm going to use an employee as one of those examples because I have a lot of those situations sometimes. And when it comes to, let's say, a certain employee that shows up late all the time or does something wrong all the time, in order for me to sit down and have a conversation with them, I have to understand that there has to be love between me and that individual and they gotta know that I love them first because if I'm just coming at a at an angle of just attack mode, they're gonna be very defensive, it's not gonna go very well. Number two, there has to be a level of respect where they look up to you or they look up to you in a way where it, it, it's, it, they have to like kinda have a certain, you know, it's a hard word to find but respect is a perfect word to use. They gotta have respect for you. Now, for example, if you're the guy that's always showing up late and you expect everyone to show up on time, there's no respect in that matter. So you have to have respect in that particular matter that you talk, you know, the, the subject matter you're talking about, as well as overall a respect from them that you know they look up to you, they look, you know, they want to be, you know, they want to be someone, they want to emulate you, they 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 kind of you know um, admire you. Those are good words to kind of you know look for in a relationship before you actually sit down with someone and have a critical conversation. Now there's seven steps on having that critical conversation, okay? Number one, number one, the first thing that I usually do is I invite them into my home, invite them into my office, invite them into my space, and number one, write this down, is to marinate. So what that means is basically, kind of like you have chicken and you kind of marinate the barbecue the night before for the, you know, for the grill, you want to marinate that conversation. How do you do that? Very, very simple. How I usually do it is say, Joey, step into my office, please. Now, they're probably thinking, why the hell did Michael invite me to the office? Like, is this something that I did wrong? Did I do something right? Like, what happened? Now, I don't have to even say anything. <clears throat> For the first couple of minutes, I just let them sit there. I look at them with a very serious face. They look at me, and they're as lost in the sauce. They have no idea what's going on, and I let it marinate for a little bit. Sometimes I do it for a couple of minutes. In a certain situation, I do it for more than 10 minutes. And what happens is they start to ask a bunch of questions and they start to say, well, what happened, Mike? What did I do wrong? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? And all I'm doing is just looking at them. So I'm letting them kind of spill the beans out before I even start a conversation. So I'm kind of not really intimidating them, but kind of letting the situation marinate so they can understand the severity of that situation. Number two, 
I start to ask questions, okay? I ask them questions about the situation. I say, okay, tell me about this, 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 and that. First of all, a lot of people, they try to go attack mode. I don't go to attack mode. All I want to do at this level is I want to ask questions. That's all I want to do. I want to get data. I want to find that information, okay? I want to ask questions about what's going on. This is going to help me understand their perspective better. Number three, I clarify. I clarify all the answers they've given me. So for example, if someone says, listen, uh, you know, uh, I'm becoming, you know, like I asked them, okay, so what time did you get in this morning? And they already know it's about something about being late. I'm going to let them know, hey, what time did you get into this morning? They say, uh, about nine o'clock. But because of this, because of that, the bus, the this, the that, oh, 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 a bunch of excuses are going to come into play. I'm going to clarify and make sure I get every single detail on the piece of paper in the conversation. Now that I clarified, number four is going to be very, very crucial for you guys. Some of you guys are afraid of this, but there will be conflict. There will be a time where I start to go against what they're saying and say, why did you show up late? Was there a reason for that? What the hell were you thinking? What's wrong with you? You told me you're gonna do this, you told me you're gonna do that. What happened, blah, 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 blah. It's a level of conflict. In that moment, they're gonna get super defensive. You have to be aware of that. And remember, when there is conflict, expect hostility, but you have to remain composed. Number five, at this level, I'm already building them up, Letting them know the expectations that I have for them and setting them, setting the standards really high for them. And I would say it like this, yo, Joey, you're the kind of guy that always shows up and you always work hard. You always do this amazing. You always do that. You're not the kind of person to show up late. You're not the kind of person to kind of do things the wrong way. I expect so much more of you. There's people looking up to you. And when you show up late, it makes the company look bad. And when you show up late, it makes Joey, Shmoey, and Bobby look up to you in a very negative way. And we don't want that. We want people to look up to you in a positive way. Now, what I just did right there is I built them up and I gave the expectations that I have of him. And I also raised the bar and said, listen, you got to step your game up. I want to build them up. I don't want to crush them. I already did that. I already made him feel horrible by coming late, by going through the conflict stage. There's no need to stop there. I want to build him up. Number six, I say, okay, listen, Joey, listen. I know you've been showing up late. What is the plan? How am I going to hold you accountable to showing up on time? What are some of the consequences that are going to happen next time if you keep doing this? And this is where a lot of you know love in the, you know, in the ratio comes into play because you really want to serve them and help them. And then number seven, you want to come to an agreement phase where you kind of go through an agreement with someone and say, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to leave early. I'm going to call you in the morning. I'm going to make sure I'm on your side. Because remember, leadership is about serving people. It's about being on the same level and helping them get up. It's about helping them grow. It's not me being better than them. I want to help them. I want them to be better. I want them to grow. And in order to do that, I have to go through these seven steps. So number one, I want to let the conversation marinate by saying nothing. Number two, I want to ask questions. Number three, I want to clarify. Number four, I want to have a conflict. That's the conflict stage. Number five, I want to build them up, set the expectations, raise the standards for that individual. Number six, I want to create a plan, an accountability session, and also consequences just in case it doesn't happen or it does happen again for whatever situation, right? And number seven, I want I want to come to an agreement and leave the conversation with us being the best of best, best friends. And that starts with love, and that starts with respect. So hopefully this guy's helped you out with you know, confronting certain situations that are very, very, very crucial for your success. Having to sit down with your mom, your dad, your cousin, your brother, and letting them know, listen, I want to actually grow. 
I want to actually move out. I want to do this and that. You got to stop putting me down. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever it may be, you got to have those critical conversations. And a lot of times people want to steer away from those critical conversations because they don't want to confront people. And I tell you right now, you have to confront. You have to go through that. Just follow these seven steps and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll have a very, very, very uh, uh, diplomatic way of solving issues and getting people to do what needs to be done without you hurting their feelings. All right, guys, have a go. And as you guys know, every single Monday, I'll come at you with spitting the fire, spitting the truth, and nothing but the truth. Do me a favor also, share this with a friend, share this with a family member so it can help them. I see a lot of people, you know, messaging me on Instagram and Facebook and text messages, thanking me so much for these podcasts. I appreciate all you guys. I love every one of you guys. I wish you guys the best. And let's have a great week because today, as we know, is the first day of the week. Monday, baby, we spit the fire and we get the week ready. Have a good one.